What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Infinite Podcast, your weekly, weekly informational center here for gaming news, gaming in general, gaming culture, you name it. And we have a lot to talk about this week. A lot to talk about, Nick. A lot to talk about. By the way, welcome back, Nick, uh, as he joins me for another episode of the podcast, man. You, You did say it was weekly, right? Yes. What's up? Say it one more time. Weekly. <laughs> I meant what's up. <laughs> Dude, this is a blooper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man. Oh. God. And for this week, we have a lot to talk about. PlayStation Classic, the Game Awards, a lot shown there. Um, also, Psychonauts 2. I'm really excited about that as well. Uh, then we also have Kingdom Hearts 3. We're going to be talking about the hype behind that game. We're talking about any pros and cons uh, to Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, and going on from there, we're going to be talking about some ideal builds for the holiday season. Uh so five hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars. We're gonna we're going to be covering two separate builds, um, and going on from there, man. It should be a great podcast. We're gonna be we have a lot to talk about. So, so today, man, we're gonna be talking about the PlayStation Classic first, right? Uh, me and Nick had an opportunity uh, to actually play the PlayStation Classic last night. Which, by the way, we're gonna be having an unboxing video uh, uploading as well to the Infinite Channel that we guys can check that out there. Uh, but we we had a chance to play with it. Uh, we really like it for the most part, I think. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I like it. I think it's appropriate to talk about the cons before we talk about the pros here. Just for Sony leading into maybe a PlayStation 2 classic, uh, maybe they can fix the issues they have with this one. But let's go ahead and talk about it. The game selection was not the toppest of tiers. Or the brightest of stars. Uh, I, I feel like there are some really great games, right? You have Metal Gear Solid, Tekken 3. Tekken. Uh, yes, dude. Tekken 3 is amazing. I absolutely love it, man. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and Siphon Filter, right? And, and then we have some other titles like Jumping Flash, uh, Mr. Driller, uh, Intelligent Cube. These are games that uh, I truly don't believe were part of the pinnacles uh or excuse me the success that Sony had at its pinnacle with the PlayStation 1. How do you feel? Nick, how do you feel about those games? I it, it was underwhelming the selection. I mean, yes, there were some great great picks, but there were also some very just subpar picks as well. Yeah, I mean, like, for example, Jumping Flash. Flash, like Mr. Driller, I believe. Uh, I think you could have placed uh, Medieval there, or maybe even the original Spyro. Uh, maybe maybe Croc. If anyone played Croc. Uh, I feel like there, were, there was a, a lot of games that were missed. Uh, but regardless, right, I, I think it's a great console. Um, but let's talk about it con right so if you're if you're someone right who really cares about uh about frame rate and stuff like that the cons of this console 
is that it runs at 50 hertz, right? It, or excuse me, it, it, it pushes out or only accepts a 50 hertz rate uh, for, <clears throat> for its frames. Uh, as far as that's concerned uh, to me, while playing it, uh, I really didn't have any problems at all. Uh, people who who say that the tits of difference is big, I, I truly, truly just don't believe you. Uh, I'm sorry, but I've played it myself. Uh, I, I mean, I played on one millisecond monitors for, for a really long time. Uh, I, I barely play on TVs or anything like that anymore, but I, I really just couldn't see a difference, right? I, I feel like I have a trained eye in that aspect, and I did not see a true difference there. Um, but as far as that is concerned, those are really the only two cons, right? I feel the console has. It's great that it came with two controllers. I'm glad that Sony made that decision. I think it's a great package, right? For for what you pay, uh, you're, you're, you're paying $100 for a really nice, uh, you know, even if it isn't the best selection of games, there are some amazing titles on there that is well worth the money to pick it up. Now, I want to talk about the pros, right? So now, obviously, the cons of this console is the game selection isn't that great. However, with this particular uh, remastered console, if you will, you can actually take this console, and as long as you are, you, you are using excuse me, the proper tools and the proper programs, uh, I believe right now it's BleemSync that's being used, you're able to take your favorite games, your favorite PlayStation 1 games, and you're actually able to add them on to your PlayStation Classic uh, because of how of how the how the classic was designed, there's not a lot of security there, so it's it's much easier to mod it to add what you want. And I think in that light, it's really nice uh, that we have that ability. So as long as you have a flash drive and you have the ability to go onto YouTube, I do not know the process that well myself, but I do know that it is able to happen. I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen success rates. So if you are into that space, if you're a modder, if you want to do that type of stuff, the PlayStation 1 right now, it seems to be a recommended choice. Again, listen to people who are professionals in that space, please. You know, listen listen to how they break it down for you and just make it easier uh, regardless. But as far as the PlayStation Classic goes, right? So moving on from the modding uh, movement and, and, and the game selection and, and things of that nature. Overall, the feel of the console is great. Uh, I, I just, I like how compact it is. You know, it's great. I, I think it's great to have if you're a fan of classic titles, if you like, um, you know, retro gaming, if you will. With the PlayStation 1, it's worth picking up $100. I believe it's sold at Walmart, Best Buy, Target, online retailers. Go check that out. Pick that up. I recommend it. Highly recommend it. But anyway, so let's go ahead. And we're going to be moving forward into our next topic. Uh, we're going to be talking the Game Awards. Now, the Game Awards was actually quite an incredible show. I was thoroughly busy with uh, with doing some other things before some family went on vacation. Uh, we had to take some, you know, take care of some things. So was, uh, I didn't get to catch it all. However, I did catch every single trailer, and I caught Mortal Kombat. Uh, 11 looks absolutely phenomenal uh, and the classic scorpion coming out there in the trailer i thought that was so badass cannot wait for that game uh then we have far cry new dawn which i really want to talk about that 
And then we have Psychonauts 2, uh, which was given a brief trailer. And then leading into that, we're going to be talking about some Kingdom Hearts 3 as well. So let's go ahead and start off with it. I want to start off with Far Cry. Now, Far Cry New Dawn, if you guys do not know, is basically like the second coming of Far Cry 5. Um, with Far Cry New Dawn, it's essentially 17 years in the future. Uh, the nuke was set off. Far Cry New Dawn, after that nuke, 17 years later, as I said, starts you off in this beautiful wasteland. Uh, and the trailer is quite intense uh, as you have, you know, the, these two ladies that come up. They're the uh, overlords. I do, I cannot remember the name of the character, so I apologize. However, they're pretty much the overlords of the wasteland. They're looking to take um, everything they can from everywhere else. Very controlling, you know, aspect. They really want, you know, to have everything there. And, and I really think that's a super cool dynamic. I love the character choices. I love how, even though it is a villain, right? I, I do want to touch on the fact that it is, it is these two women who are very powerful. You know, they, they, they don't take crap from anybody. And I'm sure that in the game, we'll find out about, about their background. But it just seems like they've had a rough time. Uh, and, and they've had a really rough growing up. And I think it's going to be really cool to learn the stories and the background of everything there. And I really can't wait to see what Ubisoft has to offer with this title. Now, the one thing I want to talk about uh, also with Far Cry New Dawn, but besides its great story alignment and setup, is that the game is $39.99. Ubisoft has either listened to everyone's prayers uh, or they simply understood and finally understood, hey, we shouldn't be doing this. You know, it's it's pretty wrong. But they've been charging $60 for what I like to call, um, you know, like the standalone to the main game game. You know, it's kind of like you're paying for a side story or a DLC, but it's a full game and you're paying $60 for it. But it's the same map. You know, it's just different. Uh, you know, it's just like a different approach or it's a different time zone or whatever the case is. And I, again, it's really interesting concepts and I'm glad they're doing the doing that, excuse me, uh, with the Far Cry franchise. However, it was just too expensive, right? I, I, I think I think $40 is the correct amount for a game like that. But God, I've been talking a lot about it. But Nick, how do you feel about uh, Far Cry 5? How do you feel about uh, New Dawn and its entry? And uh... Never touched a Far Cry game. What? So you're kidding me. Are you serious? I know. Man, that is unfortunate. I cannot uh, believe you haven't played a Far Cry game. I've never in my life played a Far Cry game. Jeez, man. You're going to get some hate for that one, but that's okay. You got to play some Far Cry, man. You have to. I will buy you Far Cry New Dawn. I'm going to force this man to do a review with me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Listening to this podcast, this man... Is going to be forced to do a Far Cry New Dawn review now. He's going to play it with me, and we're going to have a lot of fun. You know, me forcing him to play a video game. It should be great. Yeah. <laughs> but moving forward, let's talk about uh, Mortal Kombat 11, right? So Mortal Kombat 11 starts off, and you see Scorpion versus Raiden. And in that intense scene, you see Raiden kick scorpion's ass i i think it's great that they're bringing back raiden he's back a part of mortal kombat not gone away anymore and i really think that's great that he's there it was a huge huge demand for bands and uh it, me included i really wanted to see him back 
But what I found interesting is that right after he killed Scorpion, interdimensional time travel happened. A classic Scorpion looks like he came straight out of Super Nintendo, except he's 60 frames 4K'd out. And this man is looking to rumble. This man is looking to fight. And it's uh, it's just a really great scene, right? It, I think I, I think it was super compelling. But it really makes me think about the game itself. Uh, and when we're talking Mortal Kombat, we're talking fighting game community. This game is, you know, quite one of those, you know, big heavy hitters. The sledgehammer, almost, if you will, of fighting games. It's, you know, super gruesome, bloody, gory, and it's awesome. And we love it. And I really think that Mortal Kombat, at least this iteration, is going to really bring in some new characters, especially if they're already introducing a flashback character of a sort, almost like an Echo Fighter, kind of like uh, what Smash is doing, almost in a way, right? Um, kind of like on that same line of concept, if you will. However, you know, let. let like I said, I'm really curious to see who they bring in. I'm, I'm curious to see if uh, maybe some people come back or maybe we start to see a new array of, of Mortal Kombat characters. What if we, you know, start to see some very different things there, uh, you know, and, as, and obviously get our classics. As far as, like, new things that were announced, um, they did add a new graphics engine. Yeah, they did uh, do a new graphics new... engine, yeah. New customization system. Nice. With clothes, accessories, and movesets. Okay, that'll be uh, interesting. New fatalities. Okay. And a new Gore-Tex system to make the executions even more brutal. Dude, that's sick. That's so awesome. <laughs> strong, mu strong multiplayer component, completely esports oriented. Customization systems, daily news, ever-changing rewards, and improved So this really sounds like the Mortal Kombat. I mean, if we're talking Mortal Kombat, right, if we're looking at the long history of Mortal Kombat, and if we look at esports, right, man, this game, this game is to be excited for. Four it, months, it, bro. Four months, man, and Sonic Fox probably can't wait. He's going to win every single championship again. <laughs> I mean, the, the kid is insane, but no, that's awesome, right? So it, they're geared towards esports. You know, they're they're making those defining choices that I feel that that you need to with a video game, right? And I just want to touch on this briefly with esports games or just games in general, right? I feel like if you make a game, right, if if you create a game and people care about it, they're gonna buy that game no matter what. I mean, look at Call of Duty, right? Look at Halo. Look at these games that, you know, that maybe some parts of the franchise weren't very successful, and but people still bought them and they supported it. And I think that companies know that now. I think people in general, we accept that and know that now, that if it's a franchise or a game that we love, we're going to buy it and play it. However, I think it's great that they're going towards esports, they're going towards gaming, they're focusing these titles to, you know, obviously appease the casual player. But to also give the hardcore gamer, the competitive gamer, you know, everything in the world, right, that he could want to try to master his craft. So I think that's really dope. Yeah. But now, but let's now, talk about now let's talk about Psychonauts 2. Been in development since, I believe, like two years after the first Psychonauts came out, which I, God, it, this has been a while. I, I think it was 2004. It may have been 2005. When the game, when the original game released, 
However, I'm a huge, huge Psychonauts fan. I absolutely love that game. Um, and it's a wonderful story. Uh, probably one of my favorite action, like adventure games, if you will, in, in that aspect. Uh, it's super interesting. However, I'm super excited for Psychonauts 2. That is something that I've wanted for quite a while. There's a lot of fans that have been wanting this for quite a while. But I don't want to just skip over Far Cry New Dawn and Mortal Kombat. But I simply wanted to state that Psychonauts 2 is a heavy hitter. It's definitely up there. There's a lot of people excited about for this game. It should be slept on. And if you're never, if you haven't had a chance to play it, please play it. Please play the original. It's so worth it. It's so good. We're going to be talking about some Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, obviously, we had an amazing, you know, these amazing game releases or, or excuse me, trailers at the Game Awards. But we also have one of the biggest games uh, uh, that we have waited on for. Uh, God, it feels like 10 years, honestly. I doubt it's that long, but it feels that long. Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, this is a game, like I said, that we have all waited on for quite a while. Um, and moving forward into this, they uh, released a trailer for um, for Monsters, Inc. And not only that, they finally also released the intro song that is going to be used for Kingdom Hearts 3 that features Itsubu, Hikaru, and Skrillex. This is their song for the intro of Kingdom Hearts 3. And we're going to be taking a listen here very briefly. So beautiful. song and honestly I, it's it's phenomenal it's a really it's a really great song um and i, I think they did a phenomenal job on it uh, honestly as far as far as that's concerned but uh nick how do you think about it man it's i, I love it i love this i love the song it's it's very it was composed very well yeah it was definitely composed really well um I'm not sure who produced it. Um, however, whatever production company that Square Enix are using, you know, and it, obviously it's someone Disney's helping pay for. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know if I saw Dr. Dre on there or something. But <laughs> uh, which shout out Dr. Dre. Uh, but no, it's uh, it's a very very well put together song, very well composed. Um, they definitely definitely took the right steps there in, in the right strides. I like how they took it. They took this classic, uh, very beautiful musical feel, and, and they added a new generation touch to it, which I think is really nice. So shout outs to Square Enix and the team that uh, the music team that is working over there, right? That helped uh, Skrillex and Itsubu Hikaru uh, work on the song. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, now. 
I want to talk about Monsters, Inc. Also, now the Monsters, Inc. trailer was released. I'm super, super excited for this game. I cannot tell you how excited I am for this game. Um, we have it pre-ordered on two consoles. That's how excited we are for this game. I'm not even kidding. We have it uh, pre-ordered for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Uh, so shout out to you know owners of both of those consoles and Kingdom Hearts fans. Um, we love you. I love you. It's all love. Um, but I really like how it and, and just from every trailer, right, you can't get a good grasp of the true introduction of the world, you know, and how everything's going to pull together with the story. But it feels just so good. Every single time I watch one of these trailers, I'm just like, give me the game already, man. I just I want to play it. I just really want to play it so bad. I, I feel like that. You know, obviously they are um they're revisiting some places. We're going back to some places, like for example, Her uh, Hercules. We're going back to Mount Olympus. Um, I believe we're also gonna see some very very new worlds and Big Hero Six. Uh, so it would just there's such a vast difference there in, in the worlds that we're going to be encountering and and the characters we're going going to be encountering. I think this is gonna be one of those RPGs. And just series where it solidifies itself in history, where all three games were legendary. They were absolutely legendary. The, the teams that worked on these games and and put the time and love uh, into into this title. I, I mean, I, I truly think it's going to show here. Um, now, this is for people who don't know Kingdom Hearts or its story at all. This act, this this game marks the end of the original Kingdom Hearts trilogy. Now, uh, from what I have read through sources, uh, you know, that have dated back uh, from, er, you know, earlier 2000s leading into like the later 2000s, so 2000, uh, like 12, I believe, in 2013, um, there, uh, you know, were small talks about, you know, this being the end of Sora's trilogy and them going into... I, another Kingdom Hearts trilogy, and somewhere down the line, taking all of these worlds and meshing them together, which I think would be super cool. However, with the rate that the games are coming out, I don't know if that's really going to happen. Um, so I don't know if that's still in the stars uh, over there at Square Enix, if that's something on their board that they have written down. But if uh, you know, if it is, then. Um, you know, I'm really curious to see what happens. Um, if if it's not, then you know this is the last Kingdom Hearts game that we're gonna see. This is gonna completely sum it all up for for those um you know diehard Kingdom Hearts fans. Uh, you know it's it's going to be excellent. I, I really can't wait for the end of the story. Like I said, just the introduction of everything so far with the characters, um, with with the trailers, it's always, you know, like there is connections. There's, there's lines you can make, but it's just so dope that it takes a lot more than that, right? It's going to take playing the game to really understand what they're trying to tell you. And, you know, the, the story that's being conveyed. Yeah, man, just, I'm so excited. I'm just so excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. God, January 25th, 2019, Kingdom Hearts 3 will be hitting store shelves. I will be playing it at 1201 on the dot you can believe it just like naruto you can believe it 
Uh, it's going to happen. I, I, like I said, again, I'm super excited for that. But let's move on. Let's move on from Kingdom Hearts 3 because we're going to have more to talk about it when once the game releases. And obviously, we're going to be having a game review. But moving into our next topic for today, we're going to be talking about ideal builds for the holiday season, ranging from $500 to $700 for that parent who's shopping and you're looking for something for your kid. He says he wants a gaming computer. And you're like, what is a gaming computer? What are PC parts? What is a mouse? What's a keyboard, my guy? If these are the questions that are in your head, then you need us to guide you into the holiday season. That way you can seal your gifts with that amazing wrapping paper. And you know inside that you had the perfect gift for your loved one. All right, Nick. So what are the ideal builds uh, for this holiday season? Now, keep in mind, guys, we are using PC Part Picker. You guys can go to PCPartPicker.com, I believe is the website. Uh, you guys can check that out there. Um, now, however, we are looking at PC Part Picker, as I said. So we have a $500 build and a $700 build. Nick, what do we got? All right, so for the $500 build... We're looking at an AMD build. We are looking at the AMD Athlon 200GE for the CPU. It runs at 3.2 gigahertz and it's a dual core. Fantastic. For those who think that what you just spoke was a foreign language, explain this to uh, I'm going to explain this to them. Essentially, that is your processor, right? That is what. That's what gets everything moving now. Also, Nick, the uh, the builds that you're currently going over, these are pre-built. These are pre-built builds that are made by other people on PC Part Picker, correct? That is correct. Okay, excellent. Or just so you guys know, you guys can go to this website. You guys can find the build that we are looking up, but that is your processor. So that's not, it's not a bad processor, but continue. What else are we looking at? All right, so for the motherboard, we're looking at a Gigabyte B450M D53H Micro ATX board. So basically, essentially a Micro ATX motherboard. That's actually really nice. That's not bad. Not at all. And it's a Gigabyte. Gigabyte's an excellent brand for those who are new to PC parts, new to building, or new to PCs in general, um, just like our guide is for. Uh, so. As far as that's concerned, so far, we're on a really nice path, and uh, you'll be able to to play some strenuous games, I'd say. Looking at 8 gigabytes of DDR4 Gale Evo Spear RAM, uh, Seagate Barracuda 750 gigabyte storage drive. No solid state, it looks like. A... Radeon RX 570, 4 gigabyte video card. Uh, Corsair Spec 01 Red ATX Mid Tower. Roswell 500 watt, 80 bronze. I would probably look into a, a gold certified power supply for this whole system build. And then an Intel dual band wireless third generation Wi-Fi plus Bluetooth card. 
then there are also some peripheral recommendations. My peripheral recommendations would definitely not be those. It would definitely be something along the lines of like Logitech, Corsair, some of your bigger brands because they're some of your off-brand mouse and keyboard tend to break a lot easier and they tend to just not work <laughs> for very long. And then also the monitor recommendation is the Acer SB220Q. It's full HD, 1920 by 1080. Ultra thin, zero frame monitor with AMD Radeon FreeSync technology. And then for the $700 build, I've got the AMD Ryzen 5 1600 3.2 GHz 6 core. We've got the Gigabyte Micro ATX board again. We've got G Skill Rip Jaw Series 8GB, which I highly recommend for RAM. They are definitely some of the top tier RAM out there. Then for storage, we've got the Samsung 850 860 Evo 500GB SSD, also a solid recommendation. Video card is the GTX 1060, 6GB of DDR4 video RAM, which is awesome. Or DDR5, I'm sorry. The case recommendation is a Apiva X Mirage. It's pink. Um, any case will work, and as long as it's an, a mid tower, as long as it is a small case, it will work. Uh, the power supply is a Corsair CXM 650 watt, 80, <clears throat> 80 plus bronze certified. Case fans are the Corsair HD120 RGB 3-pack with controller. Of course, that is just that is just preference. I don't want a lot of LEDs in my computer, but that is completely up to the person that is buying it. And then, of course, the monitor recommendation is the LG 75 Hz 1920 by 1080 monitor. Uh, we don't have any specs on it, so I'm not too sure on the total recommendation of it, but it's LG and it's 24 inches and it's 1920 by 1080, so it's a solid recommendation. Well, thank you, Nick. Thanks for going over these amazing holiday values. Remember, one is valued at $500, the other is valued at $700. The main difference in the quality is going to be game performance. For the $500 build, you're looking at a medium to a high-performing PC build. And for the $700 build, you're looking at more of a high-to-ultra-quality build. Now, as far as that's concerned, that should help you during the holiday season. Hopefully, we can help you out a little bit here uh, at the Infinite Podcast. And again, Nick, thank you for going over these amazing holiday deals and builds that will save people a lot of time and uh, can get that, get that to their loved one who is a PC gamer at heart. But that's going to do it for us here, folks. Uh, thank you guys for coming in and listening and watching uh, to the Infinite Podcast, whatever the case may be. Thank you guys so much for tuning in every single week and listening here for the best in gaming news, gaming culture, gaming everything, and come to hear my wonderful voice as I talk in front of a uh, Jamaican banana, which again, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, absolutely amazing. I'm taking a picture of it. It's going on Twitter. However, thank you guys again. You're awesome. You're amazing. And I appreciate all the love you guys have given us. And I hope you continue to give us as we secure in another week of our podcast. And make sure to tune in and wait for us next week. Remember, 
The Infinite Podcast is every Wednesday, every single Wednesday. Thank you guys again, and peace.